Welcome everybody. We're back. This is Terror and Tacos and Tall, Tall Boys. Y'all are mixing it up. We are mixing it up. Today we have a super special guest on the show. Um, our friend Bob McVeigh. Hi. Hi Bob. Thanks for coming Bob. Thanks for coming Thanks by. Thanks for having me. Uh, so Bob was the winner of the silent auction item at Kitchen Dog Theater's uh, annual gala, Hooch and Pooch. Uh, and the prize was go to the movies with Terror and Tacos and then be on the wants. episode. <laughs> yeah. I was thrilled. So thank you for uh, supporting local art and being <laughs> on the show. Um, and so we went to go see... The Dead Don't Die. The Dead Don't Die, the, the brand new movie by Jim Jarmusch. But before we talk about it, we're going to talk about these amazing fucking tacos, tacos. that Michael Michael found at Taqueria Without I me. I did, Christy. Not that I'm you, you don't need me. You don't need me for these things. Uh, I, it's, it was, you know, we were going to go to Tacos La Banqueta, but it's Sunday, which is different for us, and I forgot. Um, of the Catholicism. Of the Catholicism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so a lot of taquerias are closed, but I found one on Beacon. Um, heathens. Heathens by Samuel Grand in uh -huh. the Samuel Grand Park area. Um, and it was, I thought it was really good. It's very delicious. He thinks, Mike thinks he can't pronounce the name of it, but I believe in him. Tacos La Huasteca? La Huasteca. La Huasteca, all you right. You did it, yeah. Um, um, and uh, we had brisket and fajita. And, and chicken. And chicken. And as a side note, because we're trying to teach the people, uh -huh. six tacos and two cans of Coke cost me $15. $15. Six tacos, not three tacos for $18, <laughs> and then buy your Coke separate. Okay, no. And they were very good. The salsas were really good. There was a really, really hot red one and a delightful green one that was just enough piquete for the day. Um, so, yeah, Tacos La Huasteca um, in Dallas. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, Fantastic. Yeah, so, good. let's start talking about <laughs> this movie. Uh, I want to throw out a term. Uh-huh. I'm just going to jump in, Man, you're going for it. Jacking off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what um, I'm gonna say. <laughs> then take you, it, take you, it away. Well, you, okay, you go I for it. I feel like Bob. I should fess up first that it was my idea to go see this movie. Yeah. No. Not I, realizing that you guys had already sworn off zombie movies. But but I will say this, Bob. It was because when you posted it, we had seen the preview mm -hmm. when we went to go see La Llorona. Right. And that we actually said, it's Jim Jarmusch, look at, look the, at this look at, cast. Look at this cast. Yeah. This is a movie that I would come yeah, see that, about that zombies. Yeah, that we will come out of retirement yeah. for. So it's like, so it no, it, it worked out. And, right, it, and it was a movie, no, don't feel guilty. It was a movie that we wanted to see. And I was really looking forward to. It's Jim Jarmusch, like we said. I love Dead Man. I love some of his other films. Mm -hmm. uh, he had he has Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Chloe Savigny, Tilda fucking Swinton, uh, Selena Gomez. Is. Like, it's insane. It's Steve, an, Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Iggy Pop is in his uh, movie. Yeah. Carol mm -hmm. Kane. Danny Glover. Danny Glover. <laughs> it's, it's madness. And, and I just the RZA yeah, from Wu Tang. The RZA from Wu Tang <laughs> is in it. Uh, Caleb Landry Jones. Yeah. Who we're not super fond of, but, but I actually kind of liked him in yeah. this movie. And so it's not to me. It was not the acting. It was not the performance. Tom Waits. Tom Waits is in it. I mean, it, the list goes on and on. It was just wow. You have this talent. And you squandered it, okay. in my opinion. But I'm going to let you guys so talk. So let's go back to your... <laughs> Jacking off? Jacking off. Do you, you feel like this was Jarmusch 
sort of being masturbatory? I think it was. I think it was, and I think it's because, and I, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm doing this play right now that's all mm-hmm. like woman power and, mm-hmm. and, and social justice and all this kind of thing. But, I mean, here's this man. Jim Jarmusch's name carries weight in Hollywood. He can make any movie he wants, And clearly right? get anyone and to be in it. And he can clearly get insane. anyone yeah. in his movies. And so he made this tepid zombie movie mm-hmm. and he he could have said something about the state of the world and clearly he was trying to but then it just never panned out for me okay you know to me it became like a privileged white guy director who by the end of the movie was like oh I forgot I don't actually know how to make a horror movie so I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna say that the world is fucked up roll credits and reference yeah. myself and or, refer- or end a movie yeah. yeah and I don't know how to end a movie so, or this movie I don't know so Bob you had brought up just a minute ago because you're you're a zombie fan and yeah. and one of the I think one of the cool things about zombie movies um, is that they can sort of make a grander statement right mm-hmm. so yeah. what I guess going all the way before we what are some of the zombie movies that you like that you think are effective uh, well certainly the for me the original Night mm-hmm. of the Living Dead which I didn't see when it first came out uh, probably didn't see till I was a teenager okay but still just uh, campy in a lot of ways very tongue in cheek in a lot of ways but again with I think I heard you guys talking about this uh, on on one of your podcasts about uh, you know having a black actor play the lead in the late '60s just wasn't done. Was that a, it? Was a big deal, right? It was a huge deal. That's and crazy. To then me. the way he was interwoven into the story and the way they ended the story with some redneck shooting him in the head because they thought he was a zombie. Right. Yeah. And he just goes on the pile with all the other zombies at the end. It's just. I thought, I mean, that's the way to say something with a zombie movie. I, I, I think so, too. And then I thought Romero did it again with Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Which that was, was definitely a lot campier. Yes. A lot sillier. And kind of spoke but still. to my age group because it was about, like, commercialism yeah. and excess. going to the mall yeah. and excess. And, yeah. Um, but I thought he did it in a funny way mm-hmm. but it was still god dawn of the dead is like gory as all hell like it oh, still sure. has like horror elements oh absolutely so i guess what do we think because you said you think he was trying to say something what do we think he was trying to say jarmusch i mean not not romero i think he was i think he felt like he needed to try to say something mm-hmm but, you know, the whole thing with the fracking turning the axis of the earth. <laughs> right. you know, I mean, that's uh, that's kind of really dumber than the whole premise behind, like, uh, uh, Day After Tomorrow. Right. With the super hurricane. With the super that, hurricane, you know, yeah. the world and all. <laughs> I mean, that was heavy-handed and ham-handed. I thought this was... Even more so. Even more so. Hitting you on the head. Yeah, I feel like pacing, the pacing of it, it just, like, it took too long, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. to set up why this was happening. Yeah. And, you know, the the trend, and not that you have to follow trends, you can do whatever the fuck you Mm -hmm. want in your movie, but the trend is that we don't really need an explanation anymore for why zombies happen. Right. Like, you're going to watch a zombie film, you accept Something's going on. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't ne- necessarily need to know 
what the thing was. The problem is that now there are zombies and we have to deal, deal with, with it. it. Yeah. And what Shaun of the Dead does so cleverly is that it does kind of tell you what's happening, but in bits and pieces, pieces yeah. so that the audience has to kind of piece it together. But even then, that's not really... That's, that's yeah. not the story. It's it's not it the really story. doesn't matter to the story. Yeah. And so this starts, I guess just to give a little little plot uh-huh. or whatever, this starts in, and it's highly, we should say, it's like it's highly stylized. Highly stylized. It's beautifully acted. And it starts, it's because it takes place, what's yeah. the name of Centerville? Centerville. Center. A nice a place. A nice place. And we get through sort of like bits and pieces on the television by Rosie Perez, who's playing Posey, Posey Juarez, <laughs> a newscaster, that... I just think a lot of those jokes were so heavy-handed. Okay, I agree. We'll get I agree. To that. Yeah. We'll get to that. So because of polar fracking, the Earth's axis has changed. So like daylight hours are, are fucked up, and obviously thing, things are happening, right? Right. The the, the 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 play. The movie opens with Bill Murray, who is like the sheriff of the town, uh-huh. and Adam Driver, who is one of his deputies, and they are. They, they go to the forest because Hermit Bob, played <laughs> by Tom, Tom Waits, apparently has been reported as stolen, having stolen a chicken. Farmer, Farmer Frank's, Farmer Miller's chicken, played by Steve Buscemi. Who's, who wears a hat that says, make him, make America keep America wh- white again. Yeah, keep America white again. Um, which, like, at the beginning of the movie, those things were a little, they were funny. Mm-hmm. But then it just became ham-fisted. You know? Yeah, and I also think you're right. It took, look, and I mean, not to get into a whole thing, Jarmusch is sort of, like, famous for taking his time. The slow I mean, burn. That, that's like he's what he the does. the king of the slow burn. And he's good at it in other films. In other films. And for sort of making movies in his style but in different genres. Mm-hmm. Like Dead Man being like a weird, his weird take on the, the Western. Western and which like is one of my favorite Ghost movies. Dog. Have you of, seen Dead Man? I have not. I have seen Ghost and Dog. And Ghost Dog sort of being like his weird take on Samurai film. Or like, really weird take really on Samurai. Take, like know, a weird really, Kurosawa film. Yeah, but yeah, so bizarre. It takes place in the inner city. Kind and, of and it's Forrest Whitaker. And yeah. I love Ghost Dog. Mm-hmm. I liked it. So I wasn't surprised that it was slow. But it got to the point to me where I was like, man. Let's get to it. But mm-hmm. If you're making this movie make this movie right. like right. we need a we need a zombie or, or something yeah and I feel like it just you know uh, Tom Waits of course in my opinion maybe you guys disagree was his own avatar like the the wise man in the woods oh yeah like <laughs> spouting all these kind of like little truths uh huh yeah. and uh, never Never quite getting involved in the action. Right, just of sort the of movie. watching from afar. Just kind of watching from afar and commenting as the world kind of like falls apart and commenting. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you're Jim Jarmusch. Like you are just kind of like sitting by the sideline, going, yeah, the world is fucked up. What can I do about it? I guess I'll just hide in the forest. <laughs> right. And watch. I feel like and watch, right? Yeah. Instead of, I don't like that that he made Chloe he set up Chloe Savigny to be the final girl Chloe Savigny is the other deputy right yeah she's the other deputy and she starts out as kind of like meek and you know yeah just like Ripley in Mm -hmm. Alien right she's scared she doesn't know what she's gonna do and at first I was like if she's the only one that cries at the dead bodies, I'm going to be pissed off. And she was. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he's doing something. Maybe she's right. the final girl. But then she's not. Right. And that really pissed me off. 
And then he sets up Tilda Swinton <laughs> to be this badass, yeah, right? Dude. Who she is. She's Tilda like, a, she, again, yeah. she's a samurai sword right. expert, right? She is the new, what was it? The new funeral director? Or... Uh, yeah, yeah. Mortician. Yeah. mortician. She's mortician. the new yeah. mortician yeah. in the town. And she's just, everybody thinks she's strange. She's Scottish, right? She's Scottish. Very pale. Very pale. <laughs> Almost elven. Yeah. El- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blonde hair. And she has a statue of Buddha in her mortuary. And she practices with a samurai sword. <laughs> and you think, oh, she's the badass. She's the one that kills all right. the zombies and clearly is the only one equipped. But then... Yeah, but then, but then, yeah. She just. I was like, when it what when that started happened? developing, I thought this is going to be cool. If yeah. she is like the hero, the yes. savior. Yeah, she's the one that saves everybody, not Bill Murray or Adam Driver. Right. It's yeah. It's going to be this weird it's mortician with right. a sword, Who's a samurai sword expert. And then, and then, and yeah. should we say it? I might as well. Yeah. It was towards just towards the dumb. end of the film, she she gets. Picked up by an alien it's, yeah, spaceship. Yeah, because she's an alien. Yeah. She's an alien. And it goes. And that's it. And I think that, okay. It's so like we, there were, like, what? Where did the aliens come from? And he does this to all the women in the film because then we've got Selena Gomez. Right, who is, she has come to town with her two male friends. And right. They're just referred to as hipsters from the big city. Yeah, and they're staying at a, a motel and mm-hmm. they've got the, the, a Pontiac. Pontiac Le Mans, which is like a little throwback to the car in, in George Romero's, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then she dies. Yeah, and I think that's the... the Off-camera, unceremoniously. Off-camera. Yeah. She's dead. Yeah, she's and dead. And she's, again, she's set up as... I think this was what I kept coming back to when I was, like, trying to take notes, because I don't think I was as angry as you are about it, Christine. <laughs> um, which, I think, honestly, because I was just... I was too, almost too bored to but, be yeah. angry. And he also like, sets yeah. up the two little... There's these two little girls who are in, who are in Juvie Hall. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The and two girls and the boy. The two girls and the boy. And, the, and they're like all three kids of color, mm-hmm. right? And they escape. And I thought, oh, these two little girls are also... They're going to team up with the Selena Gomez character right. and Tilda Swinton or whatever. No, and it goes yeah, nowhere. No. And I think that's the thing. I kept writing every, almost every story goes nowhere. nowhere. And I was like, well, if that's a point that he's making, I, that's not an interesting. It's not. Point. And like you that, said, Bob, Selena Gomez doesn't. We don't even get to see. Yeah. No. That moment. No. All she does, all she does, is saunter in and out of scenes uh-huh. wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. Because let's not lie about the camera watching Selena Gomez. Oh, Selena Gomez, Gomez absolutely. Away. She's clearly a, a sort of... Right. She's the sexy girl yeah, in the yeah. movie. And then we've got that whole sequence where Adam Driver goes, that girl is part Mexican. Uh-huh. Which I have to admit, in the moment, I thought was hilarious. Where he goes, right. she's part Mexican. How do you know? I have an affinity for Mexicans. They're my favorite, <laughs> favorite people. people. Uh, and at the time, I thought it was like, funny. <laughs> yeah. But then nothing happens. But then nothing uh, happens. Yeah. Nothing happens. Yeah. Nothing happens. And and so you have like it's funny. I I read, I read one a couple reviews. Some people, some reviewers have hated it, and some really they're right. Really liked it. Um, but this, this tall boy is affecting me. I'm drinking a shiner. <laughs> Do it. Oh. One of the reviews from the New York Times. Let me get it right. Oh, I forgot my glasses, which is a total mess. Readers. <laughs> sure. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, we're there, man. We are there. So he says, at several points, 
Uh, Jarmusch pays homage to George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, and those gestures are humble rather than presumptuous. More than 50 years after Romero set uh, corpses walking, nobody really needs to update his vision. Well, so then, thank you, Bob, for the glasses. Mm, sure. So my question, and this guy liked this movie. So my question is, if if we're just gonna pay homage to Romero and Romero did it better, I I, I, I just like it. what was the goal? Yeah, isn't that what award shows are for? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, yes. Exactly. And we what should for? say like the the pace of it, or the I shouldn't say the pace, but the it's it's a comedy. I think way more than a ish. Right, and that's the thing. It's a comedy-ish. It's right. a zombie movie-ish. Ish. It's the, a the meta-ish. Ish. I mean, yeah. like, the first part of the movie where... Okay, so the, the running joke of the movie is the theme song. Written by Sturgill Simpson, Ridgen, who is a yeah. country musician. And it's The Dead Don't Die, mm -hmm. right? And they keep hearing it, and at the top of the movie, they do make a joke. It's like, oh, didn't we just hear this, or this sounds familiar? Why does this sound familiar? And Adam Driver goes, because it's the theme song. Right. And ha, 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 we're like, oh, okay, we're doing a meta thing. That's funny. Great. You Here can we are. Here sure. we are. And then they keep making the same joke. Yeah. To the point that when we get to the final part of the third act of the movie, and they're supposed to save the world from zombies, or whatever the Whatever they're supposed to do. They're supposed to do. And Adam Driver keeps saying, what does he say? This is going to end gonna badly. badly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then he says... Uh, how, well, do you know? how do you know? Like, how, do you know? Mar how do you know it's going to end badly? And Adam Driver says, "Because I read the script." Mm -hmm. And then we go down this like road of like Bill Murray going like, "He didn't give me the whole script after everything I've done for that guy." Yeah, blah 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 blah. And he starts like, bitching about Jim Jarmusch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Bill Murray's been in multiple Jarmusch movies. Right. But what the fuck is that about? I, I don't know. Why and who cares was how I felt about it. Right. Watching right. It. Why, like, why are you doing this? And I don't care anyway. Yeah. And then it's just the two guys getting out of the police car and killing zombies until they can't kill zombies anymore. And then Tom Waits comes out of the forest and says, the world's fucked up. Yeah, after he quotes Moby Dick, right? right? The end. Yeah, and so yeah. I think that's like with the, like, because Bob, like you said, who, who, why and who cares? Because the it's like nothing was leaned into enough, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Like, if you're going to go full self-referential meta, then do it. I mean, right. do the Blazing Saddles thing or whatever, right. like the Mel Brooks mm -hmm. thing, where we we exit and we see the cameras. Like, if, or do, I don't know. Right, do something with it. Because yeah. it's not scary at all. Am I wrong in no, saying No, no, it's, it's not, not it's scary, not at, scary all. at all. So not it even need, remotely. So if it's, if it's gonna be a comedy then, then, I mean, I don't know, man. And I think there were parts that were funny, Sure. In that sort of weird Jim Jarmusch way. Yeah. But not... A, and no real tension at all either. Yes. Yep. And so, and not only not scary, but not tense, not... Which is, you know, you know it's, it's... And even a lot of the, the comedy zombie movies uh -huh. have built some tension. Oh, yes. absolutely. Yeah. There, there it's are like parts with the records of Shaun of the, the Dead. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, are they just going to keep doing records until they get eaten, or yeah. are they going right. to figure something else out? And I mean, there you know, there's a tension. I think there are parts of Shaun of the Dead, especially when they're finally at the, at the what's it called, the, the Winchester, Winchester mm -hmm. that are scary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's terrifying. Th this movie didn't seem to have any interest no. in being scary. I read another thing that was, you know, 
ultimately he he sets it in the in the perfect you know or perfect quote unquote small little town and he says you have people who like zombies time doesn't really matter Uh so that the whole that our human figures specifically adam driver and bill murray move at a leisurely pace through this because they are for these people in this sort of idyllic small town time is doesn't really matter to them right and i'm like oh okay Mm -hmm. but again then we just have a whole sort of slow moving thing to the resolution being there's nothing there's nothing we can do right there's nothing we can do and again i'm not i don't the have world's a, fucked up. i don't even have a problem with that being the message that there's nothing we can do and the world is fucked and i mean i feel like that a lot but it's not like we got there in a super clever clever interesting way it was yeah. very it was it was over clever do you know what i yeah. mean yeah like a farmer Miller played by Steve Buscemi mm-hmm. who's wearing the Keep America White Again or whatever yeah. and he is holed up in his house and suddenly the, when the zombies finally do appear and they begin to attack he has the line where he's like all these uh, invaders or like all these outsiders where are they coming from right right? and I'm like okay MAGA hat yeah Republican talking about immigrants like you were just like a, a little heavy handed with all that shit. And I, it, it, it's like, it wasn't even a metaphor. Like, it wasn't even, no. it was so in your face that I was like, oh, again, for the second time, I've been bludgeoned over the head with a thing that isn't even saying anything. Yeah. And I don't know if he thought that, I don't know, that's what I was like, I don't know what he thinks is funny and what's, I, I don't. Which is weird to me, if we can go back to what you were saying about pace, Bob. Like, if you watch Dead Man, and I highly recommend yeah, Dead Man. Yeah, I, I do too, it's a really he, cool movie. Like, as, as slow of a burn as that movie is, there is a shit ton of interesting tension in yeah. that movie, so that when you finally get to the end, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Um, so it's not that he doesn't know how to do no, that. No, I mean, clear. And he made a he made a vampire movie called Only Lovers uh, Left Alive, which I think he even is is more effective than this. It's like a romance vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just kept thinking. I thought it was going to pay off in some really yeah. sort of smart, clever way. I was yeah. waiting for it to start, and I didn't. And I thought, like, if we go back to Romero, Romero makes comments he makes satirical stuff as well and it still fits in the world of the zombie movie and this is just again yeah. i don't think he says any he doesn't say anything he doesn't new say anything. right we, listen we all know we all know what zombies stand for at right. any given decade in any given decade in any given time in our culture or history or world or whatever you want to call it, we know what zombies stand for. We know that zombies are the thing that everybody's like mass following, like the sheep that follow. Mm-hmm. We know that. We don't need that explained to us. Yeah. And he, it, it felt like he kept having to explain to us what zombies represent. Yeah, so like instead of going yeah. to the mall in Dawn of the Dead, you know, because it was in the late 70s, or in the 70s, uh, now we have like zombies looking for Wi-Fi, right? And right. coffee. Yeah. And, and they're all walking around. Uh, they're drawn to the thing that they liked in life, right? right? Which is, again, 
it was Romero did that in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. For, you know, 40 or 30 something. And that kind of did that in uh, uh, Shaun of the Shaun Dead. Shaun of the Dead as the well. End. Right. Yes, totally. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's um. So I, I will I will now throw out my 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 large question. Um, you. For those who have listened, kind of know where I stand on zombie movies, and we did. I was excited to come out of retirement mm-hmm. for this, yeah. but I'm like, I guess not. Should we keep making them because they're going to keep getting made? It's like, is there a way to re-energize the genre? Is there something that can be done? Um, if Romero perfected it so long ago, like what can be done? Like I thought. I, I, Bob, you said you're into Walking Dead, and I was way into the, really into the first couple seasons. But even that, I don't want to piss anyone off. Even that show feels <laughs> like piss them off. Even that show feels like it doesn't quite have the, the thing that it had at first. You know? Yeah. yeah. And a, a lot of it is depending solely on now, at least in these later seasons, on just relationships. Okay. Which. Up until this past season was carrying me okay. Mm-hmm. This last season, I think they, like I say, I think they may have jumped the show. So I just feel season. like, I mean, a horror movie, first and foremost, first and foremost, a horror movie should scare you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so how do we make zombies scare us again? again? Yeah. How do we make them scare Well, again? one way that they did it was making them fast. Right. You right. guys talked about So where do we before. stand on fast zombies, Bob? You know where I stand on fast zombies. I don't like them because... <clears throat> You you're, you'll never win against right. fast zombies. There's it's no, impossible. It's to, impossible. You might as well lay down and die. Mm-hmm. You just can't. It's I think who was it? So Adriana what, was saying that you should only get one thing. Like my friend Jen Abels. Oh right, that's yeah. you get that's you get one, yeah, one thing. thing. So yeah. if you can come back from the dead, that's it. You don't also get to but be you're fast. Slow. You don't get to yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. If you're a vampire and you can live forever, you can only and, exist at night. And it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, Romero, may he rest in peace, had a real problem with fast zombies. Yeah. And he even was like, it just... I saw an interview with God. I'm sad. I'm so sad he's dead. He was like, it just doesn't make sense scientifically. That's the thing. That's the thing that doesn't make sense scientifically. Yeah. It's yeah. Not that they came back from the dead. They came back yeah. from the dead. That they're fast. Now, like, having said all that, having said all that, there were some fun performances. Definitely. Tilda I mean, Swinton. Tilda Swinton is just was crushing great. it. She's a delight. In everything. I thought Adam Driver was really good. I did too. Yeah. And it's funny because... And I'm going to say it because I've said Caleb Landry Jones creeps me out. Excuse me. In this movie, he was This is my great. favorite I've seen him. Yeah. Which, which, which he was the kid he was who... Uh, Bobby Wiggins. Ran the oh, gas yes, video. Yes. Yeah. He is creepy. And it was... He's very creepy. It, it was like... The, going back to like the the like meta moments, right? I was like, there's one level of when Adam Driver pulls out his keychain and it's yeah. a Star Wars keychain. I'm like, okay, Adam Driver's Kylo Ren, haha. But then there's another when we are referencing oh God, the director that just goes so far. But yeah, I thought because like I thought Adam Driver was great. I thought Tilda Swinton was incredible. Um, like if they wanted to make a movie about a hermit who lived in the forest and that's all he did and it was like a real kind of like Werner Herzog kind of like people who live in the forest spout wisdom (laughs) I would have watched that but like I did not care I didn't give a shit and I thought the Melville references were cheap 
I'm like, yeah. I, I know, Jim. I, know. I was wondering about I that because I know how you feel about I Moby Dick. I get that Dick. you're well read, Jim, but this movie does not earn a Moby Dick. It does <laughs> not own a no, earn a Moby no, Dick. No, it doesn't. Um, and yeah, I just thought it could have, and I think that's what I. So, okay. It okay, could have okay, been fun, can right? Can we talk about that, though? Because, like, if he was bringing in Moby Dick, mm-hmm. then what? what is he. What is he saying? Like, is he saying that it's, it's because okay? Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna argue the other side of what I hated so much. Okay. <laughs> is he saying? And by no means have I changed my mind. But I'm trying to remain open as I get hey, older that's, that's to good. new ideas. So is he saying that that it's futile I, I, to, to to fight the world? Is he saying that it's it's and we should just lay down and and. I think ultimately, in his own weird sort of comic way, I do think that's what the message of the movie well, was. Well, fuck him, then. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was like, that it is futile. Um, fuck that shit. But I was like, if it is, at least get me there in a clever or fun or scary sure. way. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, for that, I'll go watch Lars von Trier. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll go watch... Or read Moby Dick. Or read Moby Dick. <laughs> you know? And even at the end of Moby Dick, there's still hope. I mean, Ishmael I mean, survives. Thinking, you know, even Spoilers. At the, even Spoilers. at the end of The Road. Yeah. Oh. Cormac yeah. McCarthy even gives you. The most depressing film I've ever seen in my life. Even at the end of that, there's... A little hope. A little oh inkling of hope. Can yeah. I tell you a story about that? Yeah. I know, like, we're talking about, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so the last time I was working in Providence, our friends, fans know that I work in Providence a lot, and I had not seen my family for, you know, I was there to direct a show, and I had been gone for weeks and weeks and weeks, and I had decided I had gone to Boston to see a friend, Ian, mm-hmm. and um, I, to get on the train back to go to Providence, I decided to buy a book. So I bought the road <laughs> and I started reading it I couldn't put it down and so I started I, I was reading the road in my apartment by myself and it was about two days before I had to come home right and I was already missing my family so hard and I finished reading the book like two days before I, I was set to come home uh-huh. and I put the book down on my nightstand and then sobbed <laughs> because I just wanted to see my family <laughs> so bad oh my god but see I mean that's something yeah, yeah. and I mean that to me is a, again like I have no problem with a message being there. There is no hope. Doom I'm, I'm, and gloom. Yeah, I'm fine with that but, because but it, I feel that way. And get there in an interesting, poetic comic. Whatever it is, just get us right. there in some Don't way. Don't suck your own dick about and it. And that, and that is the <laughs> thing. And to go back to your original jacking off. Jacking point, off. Now we've moved on to self-oral pleasure. Yes. <laughs> I know but somebody who dislocated there, there, his back. There is a, oh, Sorry. God. Oh, Lord, I But there is know. something about a guy, a director, who l- clearly can get anyone and sort of squandering but this it. Is yeah. what I that mean. is infuriating. You could have said something. Yeah. You could have done something. Look at who you had. Everybody. Look at the power that you have. Feeling guilty for your own privilege is not a form of resistance. Right. Jim I, Jarmusch. I think you're I think you're right. And it's 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 uh it's funny I, I was looking at how the Selena Gomez character and the, her two friends, like the hipsters from the big city, right? Right. And I even thought it was like, it's it's funny because he is, Jarmusch as a director, his legions of fans are, ult, I mean, ultimate hipsters. Yeah. 
and I might mock them, but I'm part of that right. like, upper middle class white kids who never had to worry about shit. Right. So they could sit around and be like, well, I mean, really, if you look at Dead Man, it's a comment on but Like, I know, those are my friends. <laughs> right. And I'm like, you have fucking Tom Waits and the RZA in a fucking movie. That, there's nothing, like, that's it. Like, yeah. that is the the hippest shit ever. And then to top it off, you were able to get Bill Murray, who's now, like, everybody's favorite cool uncle. Uncle. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, I feel like he knows what he is, but isn't willing to, I don't know, even make fun of himself enough. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know. where going. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's everything you said. He had, the, uh, he had the opportunity, and it was just kind of like, oh, well, I don't know how to end this. And like, I think it's summed up in, in the Tilda Swinton character, which is what an amazing Yeah. yeah. So it's like, plant, so here's right? the thing, mm-hmm. right? So, so Tilda Swinton plays this like freaky, weird Scottish lady, right? Uh, in and every, all her ev- Tilda every, Swinton yeah, glory. In all her Tilda Swinton glory. And everybody in the town is like, she's just strange, right? And then <laughs> she, she borrows Adam Driver's smart car. Yeah. And she like drives through the town with all the zombies walking around her. And then for no explanation whatsoever, she has told Bill Murray and Adam Driver that she's going to meet them. At the cemetery. At the cemetery. 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 And then she gets to the cemetery and a, a spaceship. Yeah. Well, she has summoned it on the police computer. Yeah. There, that's our first little hint is that she's able to turn the computer on without touching it mm-hmm. and then types in a bunch of weird symbols. So I was like, okay, she's an alien. But then I was like, but she doesn't help. She just leaves. And I was like, is this just a reference to all sort of like, is that like a 50s horror reference is this like, like a thing show? okay so is this know. like a thing yeah. like you know like when you and I talk about are there aliens do we believe that do aliens do we believe exist? that aliens exist and it's like I think we I think we can't be the only ones in the universe I agree right? I, I also but, hope they are Tilda Swinton <laughs> well, <laughs> well but is, she that, just fucking laughed left. and yeah. let everybody die but what this is what I'm getting at because we have often said if there is intelligent life in the universe, why would they waste their fucking time, time on here. us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is that what Jarmusch is saying? I don't know. That she's like, well, these people are fucked. I'm just. Gonna I'm just leave. gonna get out. I guess that's just one more version of we're all fucked. I just. Yeah. But nothing. Ah, oh, I know. I'm just repeating myself. And and there were so many things that just. There was no apparent reason for them. Right. Like yeah. on her drive to the cemetery. Right. She's winding, winding. around all these zombies, right. not running like, over anybody, them. not doing anything, just winding her way through. Then she stops at that one... Uh, the girl who's wearing the miniskirt. Uh-huh. The, she looked like, you know, a little Japanese schoolgirl. Right. And, and kills... Yeah. And kills her... And then goes on to the cemetery, and this is what I'm weaving saying. through it's like, the zombies. Hey, again. listen, and I'm not one of those. I mean, don't say that, Chrissy. But <laughs> I was like, I'm not a person that's like every movie has to have like some feminist bent to it. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But you had these. You set up these incredible female characters who did nothing. Who did nothing. No, I will. And then the 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 one zombie that Tilda Swinton. Well, not the one, but the one that she kills last mm-hmm. is a young woman wearing a, like right. a mini skirt and she says I can assure you that's not your tartan right and then she says and the, and the girl goes fashion and she gets killed and she gets killed yeah. I'm like what what the fuck are you saying with that yeah like all of the women either disappear uh-huh. or get killed yeah and the end of the movie are these two kind of like pseudo intellectual 
go at their own pace. Two generations of, yeah. Two generations of these privileged guys. Yeah. Doing nothing. Right. And they get eaten. And they yeah. do. I, yeah, and I don't... I Is that what he's saying? Maybe. I don't know. I did think, and, and I, you know, I'm in agreement. I don't think every movie has to have a feminist pen or whatever. I, I thought the way Chloe Seven used character was treated was... I hated that. That was... Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, especially... That's like... You got Chloe Sevigny, dude. I hated like, that's that. another thing. It's like, she's fucking incredible. She's such a good actress. And I was like, kept waiting for her to pay off. Even if it was... I thought... And again, this is probably me being too conventional or something. I thought Murray was going to get it. And then Driver and Sevigny were going to be... Right. You know, yeah. like... And it was this, this sort of constant you know idea of like it's the old the old man has to sacrifice himself now it's time for the ones yeah and even that I was like that didn't happen happen either she just cried she cried and dies purposefully like ran into the she's like I can't take it anymore I can't take it anymore and she runs into the zombies and then the old man is the one that is like we're gonna fucking Mm -hmm. do this until he can't do it anymore right yeah which again why 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 not? Tilda Swinton had distracted the zombies away from the car. Anything, yeah. Like, Get out of the car and run. Like, do something. Right. Do something. Run to fight again another day. Right. Or and something. you have the whole, and then you have and Danny then, Glover and, and the kid. And the it, and Danny Glover gets killed. Yeah. Like we set up Danny Glover as this also kind of awesome character who right. everybody mm-hmm. loves in who the town. And Bobby, the weirdo. And Bobby. Yeah. So you have the guy who runs the hardware store and the guy who knows everything about horror movies. Yeah. And who that, ostensibly they should be the ones to survive. Yeah, and it goes yeah. nowhere. It goes nowhere. They it just all goes die. nowhere. They just yeah. die. All those little storylines just don't go anywhere. Yeah, dies. RZA. We also we also set him up as being to, the as wise being the wise man who like brings truth down from the mountain. Uh huh. And then. Yeah. And then we don't even get to see him. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't even get to see his death. It's he, like Selena Gomez. Yeah. Yeah. It just happens off camera. And again, you can just say, like, well, that's he's just another way of him saying none of it matters. I'm like, no, I don't think so. This just seems it. lazy. So then, so then why do I care? Right. Yeah. Why, why, why do I, I mean, it's like part, part of... 15 bucks. <laughs> you know, and I, yeah. I get it. Like, there's room for everything. And people, you know, you're not going to like everything, right? But, I mean, part, it's true movie making I'm gonna get like real deep now guys do but, it like it's not uniquely an American thing but making movies t- this way commercial movies and telling stories in this fashion it is kind of like an American tradition mm-hmm. you know and it's it's going to the movies is is part of like yes uh-huh we can survive. We can do something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, fucking Independence Day as commercial sure. and oh, shitty as that is. <laughs> uh-huh. That is like a call to arms, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And in the times we're living in right now, we don't need somebody to say, the, 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 we know the world is shit. Right. We all know that we're living in a fucking dumpster fire uh-huh. of a country right now. We don't need Jim Jarmusch to tell us that. Right. We need Jim Jarmusch or Steven Spielberg or whoever whoever, J.J. Abrams or whoever to say you know what we can fucking bring it together and and survive and not only survive but do something great it's what they did during World War II yeah you know it's what a lot of those war movies did 
during the Second World War that, that brought the country together, mm-hmm. you know? And maybe I've gone off the No, rails. I don't think you have. And I do think there are elements. And, like, I don't want to get into... I mean, Jarmusch is clearly a smart guy. He's fucking Jim Jarmusch. He's been doing this for 40 years. But there's a weird thing. I had an odd thought, and maybe I was way off. I was like, it's easy for a guy like Jim Jarmusch who uh, is sort of a wealth you know wealth he's been wealthy for a long time this is what I mean to to have a character like Steve Buscemi right uh huh and then have a character like Danny Glover who gets along with him fine that and that that to me that really that to me me came from a a place of and again I I feel like I no idea I feel like I've been very clear about my upbringing and don't pretend to be anything other than what I am which is a suburban white kid who had a lot given to him and it seems like that's like shit that people I grew up with would say it just like (laughs) oh no but I gotta I. My, my black friend black Jimmy friend. loves me. Yeah. Do you know like, what that's I mean? what it seemed like. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It seems irresponsible yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. You have this power. Yeah. You could have said something and you didn't. Yeah. You chose to have Steve Buscemi and Danny Glover sitting on opposite sides of the counter in the lunchroom mm-hmm. and Steve Buscemi wearing that fucking hat right. and Danny Glover just kind of like kindly putting up. Uh-huh. With a character like Steve Buscemi and just kind of kindly going along with whatever this motherfucker had to say. Yeah. And, and that, I was like, fuck off. off. Yeah. And as I said, this seems like like guys I grew up with who will try to explain to you why they're not racist. <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, man, no, but you are. <laughs> but you are. Oh, they're the ones that always start with, I'm not a racist, racist but... Right. Um, if you have to say, I'm not a racist, but yeah. I think you are. Um, yeah. Okay, well, let me... Do we still have some Thank time, Thank you for right? this shiner. Oh, you're Bob. very welcome. I am so enjoying Can, my tall Do we boy. still have a few... Yes, we have, we have some time. So, Go ahead. Go, no, no, I was going to ask... I was going to talk... Bob, since we... Talk about we're all a few years apart, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're a few years ahead. Christy is a few years ahead of me, um, and I was wondering, like, when you were a kid, like, what were now that we've beat the shit out of this movie? Yeah, what were the horror movies other than like Night of the Living Dead that you well, remember as a kid? I snuck in my parents' room one Sunday afternoon or something when. 13 Ghosts was playing on TV. Oh shit! The original. The original. You know, I've never seen it. Oh either. my god, it I scared either. me to death. I'm gonna have we're gonna have to watch Okay. And then one of the only movies I ever considered walking out of because I was so fucking scared. Oh my god. Was the remake of Thirteen Ghosts. That's amazing. <laughs> really? And it's because to me, as a child, <laughs> right. to me, it played on everything that you're afraid of looking in the mirror and there being someone behind behind you you. but you don't see it in the mirror or looking out a window and there's something there but you don't see I mean just everything that they did in that movie just played on my internal young fears that's I do remember I was terrified that's fantastic I remember not that you were terrified the remake of 13 Ghosts did scare me Oh, yeah, that's an underrated... Yeah. It kind of goes oh, off the rails, but that's an underrated no. yeah, film. They it messed the story me. up a little bit, but... but I've, I'm, I've I'm never gonna, seen I'm the original. i watch the original. We're going to watch the original. Cool. We should do an episode where we watch originals, originals and, and remakes, remakes but oh, then that means fun. we have to watch the Gus Van Sant Psycho. Oh. <laughs> but were you... Um, was there... 
Because I know you're, you were very young in the late 60s, right? Eh, 10, 11, were 12. You around, were you around? Was there that sort of like um, re-emergence of the old classic, like the re-emergence of like the original Wolfman? And, or was that, that was like early I, 60s, right? When they came back? Like, no, was that I on think, TV I and shit when you were younger? do periodically at least did because yeah I remember uh, again maybe a little bit older maybe into the 70s and on Saturday nights and stuff watching that would come back on some of the originals yeah and I heard one of you say something about Frankenstein and I'm old and senile I don't remember if it was while I was here today or listening to one of your <laughs> podcasts it all blends about to us too the, the book Frankenstein I think it was you yes. you were teaching that in a class mm-hmm. and wasn't very much like the movie. Very different than the movie. Actually, the storyline is pretty similar. similar. It's just it the, really is. The, and and from the original, and I'm talking the Lon Chaney one. Yeah, yeah. Which right. is uh, the one. And right? then the, one. the second one, The Bride of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. And wasn't there a third one? There, I think there's a... I mean, the, I know there were Dracula a lot of other... He meets Dracula at some that. point. But the storyline follows the book pretty well. Yeah, it's his, his speech. Is, no, we're talking oh, about yeah, the, yeah. We're talking He's the James Whale. He's much more Whale. intelligent yeah. and articulate yeah. but, in, and the, in the Shaney book is than he is in the movies, incredible. But. Yeah. Did those movies scare you? Uh, any of this is for anyone. Really? Yeah, no, kind no. of. There was a little bit of the, you know, yeah, they, cat jumping they, 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 out of the trash can I loved scare. Elsa Lanchester as the bride of oh, Frankenstein. Right. And they never really scared me, nor did the, the Bela Lugosi Dracula. Sure, I love me. it. No. Right. But, and I love the Mexican one, too. But... But it was that gothic romance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In, in, it's it was just, a little scary. Sure. When you're a kid. Kid, yeah. yeah. And it's like a monster coming to life and those scenes and that kind of thing. And, and the quest, I think big questions. Big questions of, of... I think for me it's always been like... F- for vampires, for me, it's the, the, the thing that scared me as a child that now I love, right? Is that even as a child, I was like... I think I would definitely choose Dracula. And what does that say what about is, you? What does that say about mm. me, right? And choose Dracula over Harker. Over Harker. Oh. Yeah, Harker. Yeah, right? Harker's a pill. Yeah, but I think that's I think that's he's what they're accountant. doing. And yeah. that's like, right, he's a fucking accountant. Or account that's immortal. Not a hard choice. Oh, I love it. A fucking accountant. Can we use that as or a count that's immortal. Can we use that as an ad for our yes, Dracula please. box? Sure, <laughs> I do have to say real quick, the other movie that's terrified me as a, a young child, and again didn't see it originally, saw it on television after it came out later, uh, Night of the Hunter. Oh, ah, wow. that is one of my favorite movies. It is in still the world. one of my favorite. Movies. And you know what? That is terrifying. And it still is. And I think yeah. Robert Mitchum is just yeah. that's oh like my God. that is to. I mean, him. I love all his movies. Is I love the Robert Mitchum. Fifties or sixties? That's the fifties. Late fifties. Okay. Late fifties. But him in Night of the Hunter, and also in the original Cape, Cape Fear. Fear. Mm-hmm. Fucking terrifying. terrifying. He was a scary guy. And the yeah, Cape, really and, and the the Cape Fear, his his Max, uh, Katie, in yeah. the, is still terrifying. It totally yeah. holds up. Yeah, totally holds no, up. No, he's fan. The, uh, Night of the Hunter is still and it's beautiful, really scary and beautiful. It's the show. only movie that Charles Lawton ever directed 
They wouldn't let him direct anymore after after the studio saw Night of the Hunter. Because they were like, it's too much? They were like, we don't know what this is. Okay. They were like, this is weird. You know, there's that wonderful scene where the kids fall asleep in the in little the dinghy and they're yeah. going down the river and you see the forest and uh-huh. the animals are like real big and stuff. So he was in a way making like a, an art film, right? And, that was, and yeah. the studio studios were it. like, no, we don't know what that is. And yeah. then you've got, who? who is it? Is it Lillian Gish? It's Lillian Gish, isn't yeah. it? It's that's a great. It's a great film. Podcast well, people, uh, go see Night of the Hunter. Shirley Jones is the mother. Yeah, so fantastic. Um, so fantastic. It's funny to I don't know, bring it all back around. Um, in in the Romero in a Romero interview that I was watching, um, he said he made uh, Night of the Living Dead in black and white because he grew up watching the news in black and white, and so to him. Black and white was a lot scarier mm-hmm. than color, especially because so much of the news is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, especially around when you get into like Vietnam era. Uh, and I was wondering, like, what is it? I don't know. There's something about the older black and white horror that I still really cite, lo- like, even with Psycho, and mm-hmm. that I don't know. Maybe the way they can play with shadow or something. I don't know. I think it's a lot about light, and it, I think it's a little bit about gore or lack of it's it's yeah that it requires more instead of just the the visceral reaction to blood and gore and stuff you're not seeing the the red of the blood and right. all that stuff you're just seeing you know a dark liquid and it's not relying on cheap tricks basically yeah no, that's a great have color have you seen Polanski's uh, Knife's Edge I have not. Ooh, it's, I it, it, that's in black and white, and it's it's his first film, and it's it's pretty great. Revulsion yeah. is also in black and white, yeah. and that's pretty fantastic. But that's a, and it's yeah, there's something to it, like because I we were talking about Psycho, like the I mean the shower scene one, the knife never touches her. There's no wow. actual. I mean, the blood is whatever. I don't even know what Hitchcock oh, like it used. Hershey's. Oh, yeah, it's something like it's that. It's Hershey right? syrup. Yeah. So there is no no, but it's. I don't know. Well, there's something horrific, and I was terrified to take a shower for a long time. I'm sure. Time. Yeah. yeah, I it's can't imagine. Terrifying. Hey, uh, you said yesterday that you were going to go see Child's Play. Oh, I did. did you I see went it? to see Child's Play last and? night. It was pretty good. It was entertaining. It is what it is. You right. know, hey. your, your expectations going in are pretty low, and it met them just fine. <laughs> but hey, to me, that's a movie that knows what it is. Knows what it is. Totally knows the what Dead it Don't is. Die, which has no idea it what has it no is. It has no idea I what mean, it the, is. The, really, the only difference from the original, you know, the original was uh, the soul of a serial killer is magically transferred <laughs> to this to the doll. doll. Sure. And in the remake, it's a technological thing. Oh, okay. Uh, it's basically an AI doll and a factory worker who's getting fired. A disgruntled, with it. a disgruntled employee. Amazon employee. Fucks with an AI doll. That's how yeah. we all die. How That's did Mark Hamill do? He did the voice. great. He's a yeah. great voice actor. He really is. Uh, Brad yeah. Dourif, who does the original love, voice yeah. of Chucky, mm-hmm. is fucking yeah. incredible. I love Brad Dourif. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mark Hamill is also fantastic. It was I, have, good. I have another little story. So when my daughter, who everybody knows, Isa is a horror fan. She was like, I don't know, like fourteen, and I was writing something, and I needed like I needed the name of like a teen idol, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Isa, who's an actor that all the girls, that all the teenage <laughs> girls like? And she's fourteen, and she goes, 
Brad Dourif? And I said, uh, no. I think that's just oh you. God. I was very proud. I was very proud. But at the same time, I was like, I think that's just you. That's funny. And Dourif's uh, daughter even ended up voicing in one of them... Maybe it's Cult of Chucky. Like she and she's Brad Dourif's daughter is also a voice actor wow. in the Chucky series yeah. as well. He's fantastic. I love that. All the girls. All the love girls love Brad, Brad Dourif. Dourif. They're crazy about him. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you told Brad Dourif that, that would amuse him to no end. That would probably make his year. Yeah. Well, she met him at Frightmare. Oh, she did. Yeah. She and she said that she was speechless like she couldn't her boyfriend had to like talk for, for her because she was like I mean he hugged her it's, and took a picture with her and everything it's like and when my wife met Anne Rice and just totally blew it yes <laughs> yes was like high school yeah uh, I also met Anne Rice and you did better when, than yeah, Aspen when Isa was a baby yeah. and she actually she picked up Isa as a baby and and I, I have to tell the whole story at some point, but abridged version. She picked up Isa when Isa was a baby, and she said, "This is the most beautiful baby I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> and then she kissed her on the cheek. And we've always said that that's why Isa is the way she is. The is way she is. Why she loves Brad Dourif. Why she loves Brad that, Dourif is because yeah, Anne Rice be. kissed her on the that cheek. She be. was blessed by the Queen of the Dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, what else? What else is going on? No, I want you guys at some point. If you haven't already, I haven't heard all of your podcasts, so you could have talked about this already. But Motel Hell. Oh, oh I haven't you know, seen it. It's you haven't seen it. No, oh I haven't my god, seen it. I, I it love is, Motel Hell. Oh, I should it go watch it then. All kinds if, of critters to yeah. make Farmer Brown critters, and it's old. It's Rory Calhoun. Rory Calhoun when he is when he's like very old five or yeah. something. Wow, um, it's hilarious. Yeah. And it's, it's a really good again. Movie. It's a good example of a tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. horror movie that still works. It's right. funny. Yeah. It's got. I mean, it's you know the effects are what they are now, yeah. but it's got some like gross, scary moments. But it's also funny, and it winks at itself, and it works. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like a horror comedy is impossible. No, of course it's mm. not impossible. And we've seen a lot we've of them. We've seen that are so really many good. of them. I'll tell you which one. But and I don't know if this is going to be a horror comedy but in the previews we did see a preview for the new Sam Raimi crawl Uh or did he produce it he produced it. Okay, like, I don't yeah, know who directed yeah. it, but he produced it. But I trust Sam Raimi. Uh-huh. I think Sam Raimi is a person that knows how to make a fucking horror movie. And a and, comedy. And a comedy. Yeah. At the same time. At the same time. And uh, I'm really looking forward to Crawl. And, it's and, either going to be really good or really or bad. Really awful. Yeah. But you know what? I would rather it be one of those than yeah. in, in the... But yeah. in, the, in between. Yeah. And here's the thing. To me, this is an example of somebody who's like taking things that are topical, right? And turning it into like a real horror movie. Mm -hmm. And you can tell from the preview that it has something to do with climate Climate change. change. There's climate change happening. So there's like a crazy hurricane that's going to hit Florida. I I think that's going to be a lot of horror is going to start dealing with that. Right. And so what comes when when Florida gets flooded? Crazy gator. Fucking gators, man. Yeah, man. I love gators. I'm terrified. And I'm telling of them. you, I'm telling you right now, I'm already on the side of the Gators. Yeah, the Gator <laughs> deserves to win. I you wondered should... though if the savior of that movie is going to be 
the unnaturally introduced pythons that are taking over. Oh, for shit. oh shit! Because now we can go back to like. So how do you feel about the old Godzilla films where it was like monster against monster? Like Remember? the old yeah, films. Like, they're I coming love, out with yep. a new one. Yeah, yeah. I hope um, it's good. I but you know, I mean, that, I mean, and this is what we're talking about. Like going back to like what was scary in different eras. Mm-hmm. I mean, these Godzilla pictures came out right after the atomic bombs yeah. dropped yeah. on in in Japan, right? right? So then we've got like these mutant animals, and then humans are just arbitrary, right. and these mutant giants are fighting each other, mm-hmm. and we have done this to right. the world. Yeah. So I much prefer that. Yeah, I, I I can't wait for the I just, crocodiles. Yeah. I alligators. I feel like if you're gonna reference the thing, do it do it right. And I think that's why I love Shaun of the Dead so much because it satirizes the thing, but it's still the thing. You and know, it loves yeah. the and thing. it loves the thing. Yeah, and I get a sense that Jarmusch doesn't give a fuck about the thing. No, like he couldn't I mean, care less about be, a zombie movie. No, that's what I got. It wouldn't be so simple and crass as. They paid him a buttload of money to make a zombie movie. Maybe I don't know, or he thought he was I mean, paying really homage to Romero just, in a way that just didn't right get, yeah. that he didn't execute. I mean, the whole yeah. thing to me just felt kind of phoned in and incomplete yeah. and yeah. not well thought out. I agree. And, yeah. Um, you don't have to. You don't. When you're making a zombie movie, you don't have a voiceover explaining. What your yeah, thoughts man, about we the get world it. Are. We get it, we man. Get it. We get it. We get it. Uh, yeah. It was just like fucking being bludgeoned on the head. Kill the head, dude. Kill the head. <laughs> Kill the head. Man, that's what he was trying. To do. Bob, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Today. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. A blast. This Thanks was for super fun. Thank you for bringing beer. Absolutely. <laughs> Bob wins. He brought Bob beer. Hey, wins. I'll be happy to come back anytime. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you back. Whiskey or whatever. We yeah. should, at some point, we should do, we'll do 13 Ghosts and we should we should invite Bob. Yeah, we'll Bob. invite we you back. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Shout out to Jim John Make Noise who does all our music. We are moving forward on this movie. Michael, we're making a movie. <laughs> oh my God, in like three weeks. In three weeks, we're <laughs> oh, shooting a movie. All right, um, real quick, you remembered that Kateri... Uh, bid on the other item that you guys had up and won. Oh, fantastic! So She's it's supposed like, to be in your movie. Oh, oh that's right. Fantastic! Yes. I need yeah, to get in touch with her. Yeah. So I don't know. Kateri might be a, No, they did not. But, uh, <laughs> Kateri, <laughs> you are a dead body in our movie, or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Uh, we'll figure it out. Uh, so I don't know what we're going to talk about next time, Michael. But we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out like we always do. Thank you so much for listening, everybody, and have a great week. Bye. Bye.